Welcome to the St. James Sermon Podcast. This podcast is recorded and produced by St. James Episcopal Church, located in the Lake Highlands neighborhood of Dallas, Texas. For more information, head to stjamesdallas.org. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, St. James. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. So we are on the fourth Sunday of Easter. This is Good Shepherd Sunday. Um, It will always be Good Shepherd Sunday. You will always hear the the 23rd Psalm in the Episcopal Church, and you will always hear a reading out of John, even though that that passage changes. It'll be John chapter 10. Um, In your A, it'll be uh, 1 through 10. In your B, it'll be uh, 11 through 20 in year C, which is where we are now. It's 22 through, well, wherever the reading ended today. That's what you hear. And so today is Good Shepherd Sunday. Um, I want to take a minute and have you guys pull out your bulletin. This is a participatory. You can go on and answer that if you want to. We'll wait. Um, on the tw- I'm joking. We're not going to wait. The 23rd Psalm, um, if, you, if you look up at the very first, I love this psalm, by the way. For me, this is, one of the, this is one of my favorite. And if you look at the very first verse in that, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, that's kind of a qualifier to, uh, to, to this psalm. You really need to understand and believe that the Lord is your shepherd for the rest of this to be true. And if you believe that the Lord is your shepherd, then you'll not be in want. You'll be led to green pastures beside still waters. Your cup will overflow. Your head will be anointed. He'll set a table in, uh, in front of your enemy, so forth and so on, so forth and so on. And then I want you to go down to the very bottom on, ch- on verse 6, and it says, Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me. That's a bad translation. So if you're so inclined and would like to geek out this morning, you can cross out follow and say pursue. That's a much better translation of that word. So let me read it to you now. Surely your goodness, surely God, your goodness and mercy shall pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For me, that is much more significant, that God is pursuing me. Wow, I'm worth pursuing. I never thought that been married 41 years, and I still don't understand that. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, honey. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about John today. Um, The Gospel of John, I want to go into this with you guys, with that that understanding or that question in your mind. Um, is, Is God, Jesus, in the form of Jesus, or God, the Father, your, your shepherd? Is, is he your shepherd? Um, it, Jesus is, uh, it's, it's wintertime. We know this because it's the feast of, of dedication. It really should be the feast of rededication, but um, we know that today is Hanukkah. So you know kind of when Hanukkah happens. It happens in the winter sometime around what we celebrate as Christmas. And so we know that it's wintertime, and in Jerusalem, wintertime is kind of like our wintertime, actually, sometimes it's kind of warm. And so Jesus is hanging, up in the, in the, hanging out in the portico of Solomon, which is the largest of all the, all the porticos, and he's teaching there. And the religious leaders are just going crazy. They're going crazy because Jesus is, is, doing, are, is doing all these amazing things, and they can't figure out who Jesus is. And so they go to Jesus, and they go, just tell us plainly. I mean, I can hear them, their frustration. Just tell us plainly who you are. I mean, we know that you're Jesus and you're from Nazareth, but who are you? 
Are you the Messiah? And Jesus responds to that. Now, if you have, this is the end of a much larger narrative that we don't have time to read right now, but if we did, we would hear Jesus explain in the portico of Solomon, talking to his people, that he, he is the, the gate, the, sheep's, the gate to the sheepfold, and that he is the good shepherd. And then as he comes on down to this today, we really hear Jesus talking about um, his messiahship and who his people know who he is. And so the, the question is, is do, do the religious leaders know who he is? No, because they're not part of his flock. They're not part of, of the people that he's shepherding. So I go back to our question, do you believe that God is your shepherd? Now, when you come to this, and I'm talking to the choir because, well, you've all given up your Sunday morning to be here. You could be out playing golf. You could be out playing tennis. You could be out uh, fishing. You could be out eating breakfast. You could be doing a lot, but no, you're here today. So you've got to have at some level a belief that God is significant in your life somehow. The question is, is do you believe that God is your shepherd? Now, you may look at me as rector of St. James and go, well, you're the shepherd. No, I am not the shepherd. I am not the shepherd. I think I've told you guys the story before. I had a parishioner when I was in Nashville and first in ministry. He came in with this little ceramic uh, hunting dog. It's cute. It's still on my, on my shelf in my office. And on the bottom of it, he wrote, remember, you are not the shepherd of the sheep. You are the sheepdog. Now, as somebody that's newly minted as a priest, that could have gone two ways. But I knew this guy's heart, and he's a great guy, and he explained to me. He goes, Jesus is always going to be the shepherd of the sheep. You're the sheepdog that's supposed to bite at people's heels and keep them moving forward. And I have taken that task on uh, very seriously. It's a task that I try to do, as you most, most of you know. Every Sunday when you come into this place, I'm nipping at your heels, trying to get you to move forward and not to be stagnant. Because we have a tendency to be siloed in our faith. We want to, in our faith, to sit up in our house and watch our televangelist tell us how we should live our lives, or we're reading our Bible in our own Bible study, or we're doing our own thing in our own house, and that's not the way Christianity was ever meant to be experienced. It was never meant to be experienced on your own. It was meant to be experienced in fellowship with other Christians. Why? Because that's how we're challenged to move forward. That's how we bear each other's burdens. Now, we're going to have a baptism today, and it's going to happen in the middle of our, of our church, of our ecclesia, of us, of the fellowship. Why do we do this? We do this because we know that it really does take a village to raise a child. And that child will need our prayers. That child will need our encouragement. That child will need us as a body of Christ and Christians to move forward in their faith. So their model, they see the model of what a Christian community looks like. What does it look like? Well, look to your right and look to your left. Look behind you and look in front of you. That's what it looks like. I am not the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus is the shepherd of the sheep. I'm the sheepdog biting at your heels, moving you forward. Who is your shepherd? Who, whom do you belong to? Now, 
in our society, the thoughts of being a sheep is not necessarily a good thing. Now, I grew up in Nashville, in, in town, so the only sheep that I ever got to see was at a petting zoo. But people who have had experience with sheep know that sheep follow a herd mentality. When one goes, all go. Now, there's the occasional fly-off-the-handle person. We always have that black sheep, right? Um, and there's always going to be one. But for the most part, where, where the group goes, that's where the sheep go. And the thoughts of us being in a herd mentality in our faith really doesn't set well with, with, um, with a bunch of Americans who have been taught that the way to get ahead is to move to the top of the line, to the top of the, of the pile, to be the first in line, to be the first, to be the best, to do the best you can possibly be. Jesus tells us that's not the way Christianity works. Christianity is not about being first, it's about being last. Christianity is not about doing it by yourself, it's about doing it with the group. Christianity is not about getting my own, but about serving everybody else before I get served. Christianity is a herd mentality. And it's so easy to get lost in that fact. Because you choose whether you come here on Sunday mornings or not. Now, here's the, here's the stick with a sharp end to it, so be prepared. If Jesus and God were your good shepherd, Sunday mornings would not be an option for you. Sunday mornings would have to be because that's where you fellowship with the Lord and other Christians. So we really do need to take on a herd mentality when we talk about our faith. We need to understand that we grow in community. We don't grow individually. And we need to recognize and admit that God is our shepherd. And what happens when we admit that God is our shepherd? We get still water. We get green pasture. We get cups that overflow. Good comes to us. And oh, by the way, if you read in your, in your gospel lesson today, at the very end it says, no one will snatch them away from me. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Folks, the way forward for us as Christians is to admit and to live as if Jesus were right here in this room as our good shepherd. Because Jesus is right here in this room as our good shepherd. He's in here as each one of you in the indwelling Holy Spirit. Whose are you? To whom do you belong? Amen. Thank you for joining the sermon podcast of St. James Episcopal Church, located in the Lake Highlands neighborhood of Dallas, Texas. For information about our church and how to get involved, visit stjamesdallas.org.